Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week, we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man Stevens, Hello. Rob, the old guy, from the world-famous Rob Charney Show. And we may have a special guest who pops out of the ethereal, or not. It's a mystery. We never know. No, we don't. And unlike a mystery, nobody is shocked by this. WWE boss Vince McMahon reportedly paid $3 million in hush money to cover up an affair. Uh, apparently, he thought this was 1982 instead of 2022. Vince McMahon, How? the CEO of WWE, is being investigated by the company's board for agreeing to pay a secret $3 million settlement to a former employee he had an affair with, according to Wall Street Journal reports. The separate agreement, which was reportedly made in January, prevents the former unnamed employee from discussing her relationship with Vince McMahon or disparaging him. And apparently he, uh, according to another report I read, he uh, shared her with uh, the, the guy who's in charge of talent relationships. Uh, Johnny A. So this is money... This is paid out of the out of the company funds. Apparently, must be nice. The WWE board was sent an email on March 30th that alleged that McMahon, who is 76, hired the employee at a salary of $100,000, but increased it to $200,000 after becoming having a sexual relationship with her. The email also alleges Vince McMahon gave the former employee, who was 41 and was hired as a paralegal, like a toy to. Mr. Uh, Lateralis, his name's Johnny Ace, is John something or other, I can never pronounce his name. He's a former wrestler. Um, I have a feeling that uh, because they hired some guy by the last name of Khan, I can't remember his, his, his first name, it's not Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, that this is all, all they're trying to get rid of the McMahons, because uh, Stephanie just um, left on a, a permanent long leave of absence from the, the organization, but she's still on the board of directors. Did it say how much he paid him? So she got paid, yeah, she got paid a salary of a hundred a hundred thousand dollars, but in, got but was increased to two hundred thousand dollars after the affair, and the, he paid her a salary a secret settlement of three million dollars, which apparently the WWE board had no idea it happened, which is amazing that he has, still has that much stroke. Yeah, how did they? I don't know. I'm super confused by that because you would have thought that they would have, you know, there, there's got to be an accountant somewhere, but he is Vince McMahon, so maybe he Jedi mind tricked her. Well, no, the, the only reason I say that is uh, if you listen to any interviews with former employees or wrestlers, they say Vince McMahon has an amazing ability to convince people to do stuff they don't want to do. There's a number of wrestlers who came in there with a grudge and said, I'm not doing this. And they walked away going, that was a great idea. Um, a number of them have said that Vince McMahon has the ability to do the Jedi mind trick. Uh, Chris Jericho and Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of them, or two of them have said that in the past. Hmm. Well, okay. Interesting. I, I find it kind of hilarious because the wrestling, if you, if you ever read anything about it, is known for stuff like this. But like I said, it's not 1982. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. How about this? For her, him? I don't know. Everybody. Hey, if, for her, I think she, you know, she needs counseling and probably some PTSD medication. Um, but besides getting the $3 million. Microsoft is shutting down the legendary Microsoft Internet Explorer after 20 years. 90s users get nostalgic. No. No 90s users are nostalgic about that piece of shit browser. It was all we had. Well, it was either... 
Internet Explorer, or it, it started before that, of course, we talked about this on many shows with Mosaic and then uh, Netscape. And uh, then Netscape I, got I, shut I, down because you had to pay yeah. for it. Well, so, yeah, it was that was a big mistake on on their part. It started out free and it, it you know, and it was like, let's get them hooked and then we're going to get get them hooked on Netscape and then we're going to make them pay. It's not drugs, guys. And Internet Explorer came in and went to a number of ISPs at that time and said, hey, guess what? We're going to give you this browser for free. Just pass it on to your customers and free pay, free pay. It was easy. It went to the free side, and that's how Explorer just exponentially grew. This is this is like I noticed how old I am when I remember when Netscape had its own box and they, they did one of its own giant box on the shelf, and you could purchase it. Oh yeah, I I, I, uh, I vaguely I, I have a distinct memory of that, and thinking, why would you do that? It's free. <laughs> of course, so is WinZip, and it's never been for free. True. Okay. <laughs> Apparently Wednesday, the California agents arrested two and shut down brothels in Sacramento and Placer County. There was a prostitution involving seven women in brothels in Sacramento and Placer County. And they went and shut them both down on Wednesday. And they said, so far, I have two people that are going to be uh, arraigned, well, make, yeah, make their first court appearance on Friday. But yeah, I guess apparently it's been going on for since 2020. So was this a massage parlor, you know, like the Happy Good Times massage parlor? Or was this like an actual, like, you know, little whorehouse in Texas type of thing? Um. They don't. They do not say where the alleged brothels are, were located or what business front they had. But yeah, so they're charging them with uh, some human trafficking and sexual predator stuff. Going or some of the things they're going to be doing as far as charges. But yeah, they got two people down. Uh, one of them's 35 and the other one's 31. So, huh. I just, not, you know, I'm not really surprised, but it's kind of like good for them to finally get them. I just, I'm sure there's yeah. more than just that. I'm curious. Yeah. So were these the, the, the ladies of the evening, were they, were they, um, like you know, like they like the Asian ladies, like you hear how these these ladies are brought overseas and used as uh, they probably haven't released that kind of information yet. I'm super curious and see how this turns out. Yeah, that's well, it's yeah. Well, you know, it's usually drug related. A lot of this, so. And uh, an interesting switch. This is from thenextweb.com. North Carolina's plan to ban free EV charging is an environmental disgrace. Hmm. I, uh, I don't know why you would ban it. Um, I think that's kind of weird. Well, the U.S. Federal... They well, wait a minute. I mean, so, so uh, okay, let's just start your headline again because I, I'm lost in the weeds. With so your, with your the, the, the North Carolina's plan to ban free electric vehicle charging is an environmental disgrace. Basically, okay, so... they're, they're trying to ban free uh, EV charging. Well, 
Well, it sounds like a great idea to me if if you're going to have an electric vehicle. And Tesla, in the beginning, only for the beginning few years, provided free to customers who bought Teslas. But uh, so I. uh if anybody pays attention to politics and laws, um, the name the laws are given are all usually hilarious. So it was, it's titled the Equitable Free Vehicle Stations. The proposal wants to remove free charging stations in North Carolina and ban EV chargings on government property unless the free gas and diesel fuel stations have equitable ability. <laughs> What's that mean? Basically, I mean, basically, if but, you can give free electricity, you should also give free gas. Oh, okay. I got that now. So sure, I'm for that. (laughs) First off, the bill wants businesses, restaurants, etc. with free charging stations to print at the bottom of every seat how much the customer's bill is going towards subsidizing charging. I actually think that part's cool. Whether customers makes use of the service or not. How the stores are supposed to calculate this cost is unclear unless they can accurately determine how much business came in result of free charging. Uh, nobody goes to it like the Chinese food restaurant because they have EV charging. It may be a plus, but if you're craving food and you, you need to charge your vehicle, I mean, come on. That's I think just... that's a great business model, John. There you go. You can open up a Chinese restaurant, put a couple of quick EV chargers out front, and you'll be made. Because where else are they going to go while they charge their cars? So come on and eat. I, I watched uh, the two top and. I watched a YouTube channel recently, and the guy was trying to. He bought an electric motorcycle, so he was actually curious and like how much not only did did it charge him charge him the cost, but how much per watt hour and wanted it broken down. And he was having a little hard hard time trying to figure all that information out. So I could see providing, hey, this you know this was subsidized by the business. It would cost you know like point zero five cents per watt hour. I could see doing that. Yeah, I know it's kind of interesting, but. Uh, uh... So, so in the vein of, uh, let, let me find out something. Hey, Jonathan, you ever made a mistake at work? Uh, yes. Okay, James, have you, have you ever made a mistake at work? Yeah. Oh, God, he admitted it. I was for sure he was going to say no. But all right. So, how, how about this mistake? <clears throat> so, a manager for Stel- Shell gas station in Rancho Cordova, California, said he uh, he made a bit of a mistake. And uh, can you guys guess what that mistake was? Cheap gas, probably. Uh, so uh, he meant to put in $6.99 for gasoline when he uh, set the prices on the machines in the morning. But unfortunately, he put in $0.69 cents a gallon for gasoline and didn't catch it until over $16,000 of gas was purchased below cost So by a lot. Le- legitimate question, does he have to pay that? So uh, he, he was let go. Well, obviously. <laughs> For cause, <laughs> not being able to do your job right, but uh, that's a that's a question he's worried about. As a matter of fact, he's so worried about maybe having to make restitution for his big mistake, he started a GoFundMe page. I'll do I'll I'll, I'll, don't, I'll donate uh, sixty nine cents or whatever that the charge was. <laughs> so you know, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, having been a employer i i was looking at the story and i'm going yeah i've had numerous employees make mistakes and i've had some of them cost me money one of them a lot of money but uh yeah Off i, I, I want to hear too. that story <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah i'm kind of upset that i missed that deal <laughs> <laughs> no 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 that's okay 
But anyway, so uh, there's to all you wannabe gas station managers out there. Make sure you're really careful about uh, your decimal point. It makes a big difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 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 just like the saying you hear all of these, all these um, grammar national associates saying apostrophe matters. Apparently, periods matter too when you're dealing with money. So what you're saying? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, John. Uh -oh. um, KOTOR 2, did you hear what's going to be happening with that? Uh, no, and that kind of scares me. What are they going to do? They're going to add DLC to it. The game kind of came out like 20 plus years ago. How do you add DLC to it? So, what's going to happen is on the Nintendo Switch, they're going to add DLC to it. And this uh, content is original to the game, but it got cut when it got launched. Hmm. So it's going to have new missions, new dialogue, and other features. Um, but the problem with the DLC that people are kind of getting upset about is that you have to restart the game. So any saves that you have, you have to do a new save to even be able to play it. The new DLC. Do they say why? Is it just a matter of the way the tech works? I'm thinking it's because the DLC starts at the beginning. So if you have a saved file, then it's not going to cooperate with whatever you're trying to do. I, that doesn't bother me. I could, you know, I could see that. I, I think it, it, it's got to be because how old the game is. I mean, let's be honest. The game is, you can talk about video game-wise, it's ancient. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't get why people are so upset about that. I mean, uh, if there's new DLC, why don't you just start the game again? It's actually a fun game. I've played it through two or three times. <laughs> I tried, I played it a little bit recently, and I just kind of forgot I had it installed. I gotta find it again. Yeah, I'm just thinking like you know the problem for me is that you know I mean the graphics are decent, but I don't know. I just uh, I'm just don't think it's gonna transfer over very well. You know, they, with today's graphics, they they need to they do need to make a Kotar three or remake it. I would I would love to have an updated one. Yeah. Of course, now that Disney has borked all the canon to Star Wars, I'm not quite sure if they could do it yet. I don't know. I think they should be able to. I don't see what the issue would be. Uh, I don't know if they have that much of the old, uh, what, old Kingdom or whatever they call it there, but I honestly haven't paid attention to Star Wars in a number of years. No. So I, I really don't know. I don't either. But, yeah, so, I mean, at least that's coming through. But I, I don't know if I'm going to deal with it. It's on the Switch. It's not on here, so. Yeah, if it was on my Xbox, I might. I I don't know. I have a, a Switch. I do. I just, I find it better for certain types of games. You know? Yeah. 
see, electric vehicle battery capable of 98% charge in less than 10 minutes. In Innovox, E-N-V-I-X, also demonstrated that its U.S.-made silicon anode lithium-ion batteries can charge to 0 to 80% 80 80 in 5 minutes. Uh, based in Fremont, California, announced it's uh, demonstrated its electric vehicle EV battery cells ability to charge from 0 to 80% state, uh, state of charge in as little as 5.2 minutes and achieved greater than 98% charge in under 10. The cell also pass surpasses 1,000 cycles while retaining 93% of its cycle. That's pretty awesome. Um, that's been one of the major downfalls of a lot of electric vehicles is the fact that you've got to, you know, if you want to do a full-on charge, it can take an hour. Of course, there was a yeah. Samsung phone that was famous for charging pretty fast and then combusting. That's what I was going to say. Is this going to be like that? You're just going to have electric vehicles like blowing up everywhere? <laughs> I'm, in theory, no. I'm kind of curious. I mean, this is the first. This is the first one I've seen that says it charges that fast. Even like thirty to twenty minutes, I think is fast. If it charges most of like in five, if like five minutes charges eighty percent, I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah. But, but like James says, too, I, I, I certainly hope we don't have a bunch of combustible cars running around. You know, you plug in, charge, and poof. Yeah, I'm wondering how many times you can actually do that with it before it actually does go poof. <laughs> you well, you know, know, that does bring up a good question. How many times can an electric, electric vehicle be recharged? Is it infinite? I don't know. I well, don't think so. Normal batteries don't like cell phones, for example, over time. You know, cell phones die quicker, so it's probably the same way. Because uh, it did mention in the article that you go over a thousand charge cycles, which, by the way, charge cycles. Anytime you plug it in, that's a charge cycle. Can go over a thousand charge cycles and be at ninety-three percent. So it sounds like it's a longer-lasting battery. So there's got to be a way they can anticipate the amount of um, damage, I guess, would if you call you know, it, that it was a thousand take. charge cycles. That that makes me wonder. You know, let's say that you know have an electric vehicle and you uh, you know you drive it. Every day, you go back and forth to work, whatever, and you plug it in every night, making certain that you have a full charge. So every every time you do that, it's a charge cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So literally, it's a three-year car on that rate. Uh, it, that that doesn't seem right, does it? No. I that's that's always been one of my issues I have with electric vehicles though because they're not made to last. I mean, I knew a number of people whose first vehicle in high school was from like 1982, you know, some giant boat car slash dock. And when electric vehicles become the norm and they're going to cost you 25 grand at the cheapest, I, I don't know. I just I I'm not so convinced about electric vehicles because hmm. we talked about it last week. Well, Ford uh, Ford wanted you know. The, uh, the guy talked about when they're going to get the $25,000 mark, because I think the top end, I think it's still like a $50,000 to $40,000, right, for getting a fully electric vehicle? At least for a Tesla, it is. They're all expensive. They're, very few of them are under $75,000. Yeah, I definitely can't afford one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, either can I. It just, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, but see, here's the problem, too, is if you go buy a brand new 2022 car off of just about any lot these days, other than the bottom models, for the most part, they're all in 60, 70, 80 thousand dollars pickup trucks nowadays. If you go buy a new Ford F-150 or a new uh, Chevy 
whatever kind of Chevy, you know, Silverado of some kind, or what they're all in 75, 80, 90,000. The top of the line ones are a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's that, that's crazy. I do. I have a friend who actually got a, was it the Ford Maverick and somebody walked up to her and offered, uh, considerable more money than she paid for the car to sell it to her. Why? Because it's really hard to get. He just said, "Hey, I'll give you." I forgot Ford what it was, Maverick? but it was. It, Ford it, Maverick has never been a collectible. <laughs> really, <laughs> the, that 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 the, the new hybrid truck. I don't know. She loves it though. I, she's the first person who has it, and she says she absolutely loves it. And it's the size of a Ford Ranger, maybe a little bigger from the descriptions I've heard. Hmm. I've always wanted a smaller truck. I'm actually, you know, I was looking to getting one of the the Ford Ranger at one point or one of the, the, the smaller Toyota trucks, because I don't need a full size truck, but it would be nice to have yeah. a smaller truck. Yeah, I can understand that smaller trucks fit a real good niche. I mean, most of us don't really need a full size pickup truck all the time. And the smaller trucks actually, you know, unless you're towing a trailer, a big, you know, RV or whatever it may be, for the most part, they haul just about everything that you need for average homeowners. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are some uh, limitations in how much they hold. Like, if you're going to do a bunch of rocks, for example, you, you'd have to do multiple things. But I, I, I would love to get one at some point again. But not at the cost. Even the small ones are ridiculous you know, now. Most home supplies of any kind, uh, you know, let, let me back up. If you're getting a lot of, uh, like you started to say, maybe a lot of gravel, a lot of rock, uh, maybe a lot of topsoil, that kind, you can get all that stuff delivered. You know, it's so. I mean, for the most part, now that everything's deliverable, it doesn't seem to be any reason to have to get a complete full-size truck that's coming from a guy that's got a full-size truck. But uh, you know, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, just my opinion. <laughs> but you also have a place to park it. Most people don't have like the additional spot. If you're going to talk about typical America that lives in a suburbs of the city. You know, you've got maybe three, maybe four parking spots. Nobody has spots where they can just leave a vehicle for, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not an apartment owner. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I have a number of spots that vehicles can go in. But so, yeah. But sure, the smaller size truck helps. With, it also helps with that. So so do you, do you have a listicle or anything like that? I do. As a matter of fact, I, actually, I've got what uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm titling. Uh, I didn't make up this title. I'm stealing, stealing it. Here today, gone tomorrow. So, Melanie, this is for you. So, you know, you 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 touched on one that uh, that uh, I was going to talk about right off the bat was uh, Internet Explorer. That was one that uh, here today, gone today too, as it goes on now. So, it actually started, I believe, in 1995. So, it's going to end its long run in 2022. Uh, but you know, as we go, I went along my list. I started looking at okay, so phone booths. When was the last time you guys seen a phone booth? You know, the town of El Dorado. Okay, yeah, there's one over by Poor Reds, right? I think. Actually, it got uh, the actual receiver ripped out not that long ago, so I don't know if it's still there. <laughs> well, most of them are gone, and as a matter of fact, if. Uh, uh, Oh, gosh, quick story on this, because this is not part of my listicle, but I was standing in a hotel that we stayed at in Monterey, looking at this whole bank of 
where the phone booths used to be. You know, remember in hotel lobbies used to have these, you know, all these stations, right? Phone phone booth things that people would go in. I was walking by a young couple walking by going, I wonder what those are for. <laughs> <laughs> so I go, oh my, okay, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> Here today, gone tomorrow. How about iPods? So iPads are officially out this year. Uh, done. Is it not out? I'm not coming out, is it? I'm done. I'm out of here. Goodbye. No longer around. So. I miss iPods and will forever miss iPods. You know, I really liked my iPod, and I would still be using it today if it hadn't just stopped working. Just failed, and that was it. So, oh, well. Uh, Blackberry phones. I had a Blackberry at one time, but, you know, they were very famous Famously used in government, President Obama had one, and uh, so they were officially known at one time called Crackberries because everybody had to have one. We're on them all the time. Uh, how about an alarm clock? When was the last time you used an actual wind-up alarm clock? I ha- I still have one. It's been a while, you know. As they say today, it's been a minute. But so uh, do you do you use an alarm clock or your phone, James? I use my phone. Old guy? Me too. Me too. Yeah. My phone. Yeah. I actually use one because I like the fact I can set multiple alarms because uh, if you ask my wife, I have way too many. My life is scheduled by the alarms on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use them. So here today, gone tomorrow, encyclopedias. Uh, there are not too many new printings. They print some special editions for libraries, but there aren't too many encyclopedias actually in private hands these days like they used to be in my day. Uh, and the encyclopedia salesman used to come around and make sure that you got your annual updates in year. What a scam that was. But uh, so I, those I, are going away. I remember those. I also remember hearing people talk about the, the differences. Hey, did you hear what the, do you remember? Did you look in this thing and look at what it says? It's not what it is now. <laughs> and they got ours- tomorrow typewriters. When was the last time you used a typewriter, an actual typewriter? For you Te- kids out there, that is not hook something, a keyboard hooked to a computer. Technically, I've, I've never actually used a, key, uh, a typewriter oh, oh. for what they're actually for, but I've played with them and wrote stuff, but never because I had to. I'm trying to think. It probably was junior high. Okay. Okay, that's fine. For... <laughs> For, for you guys, you probably, did you take keyboarding in middle school, high yes. school? Middle school, I yeah. had a typing class. All right. Well, okay. So, I mean, in my day, I had a real typing class <laughs> with a typewriter. Uh, film and film cameras, you know, they their film is uh, slowly but surely going away. Uh, as a matter of fact, Canon camera came out and said that the, they uh, stopped making Canon uh cameras actual film cameras five years ago and they finally sold some of the last stock of film cameras just uh, in 2022 i i have a feeling it's going to be a niche audience because i still think film has something that's really hard to reproduce in my opinion just like records so another here today god tomorrow is uh, answer machines the real things that you used to hook into your phone lines and you had a tape that went by and you taped in your message and when that phone rang, it answered. And by golly, it answered and even took a message. Those are pretty well, much gone. Yeah, well, now everyone uses voicemail. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's replaced it, right? So. Hell, I don't know anybody who has a landline right now that's not over... Who, who, everybody I know who has a landline is over 50. <laughs> okay, so... Well, no, no, that's, so I, the reason I, let me let me say the reason I say that is because landlines are expensive, and if you're paying for a landline and a cell phone, that's a giant expense. Just just to, just to say that. Uh, okay, here's a day gone tomorrow. About slide projectors, remember good old slide slide film? You take you would take pictures with your film camera, but you would actually be slide film and you'd have a slide projector you'd sit around at night and the family could gather and you could look at all these photos and so uh, that uh, i i think that passed me i uh mm. I, I remember them but it was never any of my footage mm -hmm. okay well see that's why this is titled here today gone tomorrow and uh how about uh library card catalog systems the dewey decibel systems did you guys ever learn how to how to use yes use i did yes okay. i did okay congratulations on that well guess what libraries don't use them anymore everything's on a computer now thank god i couldn't so tell you how to do it now <laughs> yeah huh you'd have to be a minute to think about how does that work right how about huh yeah it would be how about uh here today gone tomorrow overhead projectors it was the last time you saw an overhead projector. Remember in the classroom, the teacher would bring out these clear pieces of paper and churches. Yes, probably the last place I saw that being used. Yeah, okay. I, I, I was actually going to say the same thing. The last time I saw it, I was in a church. There you go, churches. So, uh, yeah, you don't see them anymore. That's for sure. I don't know what you'd use them for now. Maybe puppet shows or something. <laughs> Take your kids and let them play. With them. Uh, so uh, punch cards. So, you know, they were, they, not only were the punch cards used in the early computing systems, but they've been used throughout and through the 80s and all that for time cards and different things. But uh, for the most part, punch cards are gone. I haven't seen a punch card forever. I haven't either. Yeah. And of course, uh, here today, gone tomorrow, the, uh, the, the device that everybody had at that time was the Walkman. Everybody remembers the Walkman. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty. All that used was on a TV show. There you go. Portraying yeah. the 80s. <laughs> so it was showing history. Yeah. <laughs> Don't figure. <laughs> uh, paper highway maps. Yeah, those are pretty much gone by the wayside, too. Although I believe AAA still gives them out, but I, I haven't I, gotten one. In... I still think that's a mistake getting rid of them. I may not have used one in 20 years, but I still think it's a bad idea getting rid of them. You know, I actually saw some people at the restaurant I work at pull one out as they were marking where they were going to go next. Yeah, good for them. And I'm with John on this one. I, I still kind of like paper maps in the in the planning stages and things. I mean, it's easier to pull out a whole map of an area and kind of look around versus, you know, pull up your GPS and your phone and to a degree. But, of course, I'm old yeah, school. Zoom out on your phone to go to the next area. Yeah, and you lose stuff. You lose certain roads as you zoom out because they focus more on highways and main roads. Right, right. I agree. I so, but um, the other reason I think that uh, John's right also that I think they should keep producing them is that 
that people don't really realize how tenuous the GPS system really is and what makes it run in a series of satellites out there. All we have have to do is have a small, more crazy dictator shooting out satellites out of low Earth orbit. We may lose all our satellites, and you're going to wonder how to get down the road, and you're not going to have a GPS work anymore. So what are the kids going to do? I bet I can tell you. I, I bet I can tell you why it accidentally happens. Is some dictator is trying to knock out Starlink because China's already already said it's a require. Like, if if they go to war with a the country, they're going to knock out Starlink because it's 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 biting Russia in the ass and you the, the Ukraine. You know, though, the one side to the Starlink thing is he's put they're putting up so many satellites. I don't know how you knock them out Hello? unless you knock out everything. You know, so unless you knock out. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Hello? Hello? I can't hear you. (laughs) Tap the audio portion. That's an audio button. Uh Uh-oh. Hello? Hello, John. You, 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 You could hear me? Yes. Oh, that's weird. Sorry about that. What an odd thing in the middle of the podcast. But all of a sudden, I just lost everything. I'll let you edit out that, that portion of John going, hello? Hello, can you hear me? Hello? No, I'm going to keep it in. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it in. Why not? It's live, folks. This is live. This is like on live radio. You could be going, what? Did we lose our signal? Oh, no. <laughs> what's what's radio? Sputnik. It's falling out of the sky. Um, what's Sputnik? <laughs> you know, maybe there is an age limit that we have to allow on the show. You, know, you have to be over a certain age. <laughs> You don't make it too older, then they won't be able to get the podcast. Yeah, there you go. Uh, here today, gone tomorrow. How about bench seats and cars? <laughs> what was the last time you saw a bench seat in a car? Did hmm. Congress make those go away? Well, so I, there's still backseat bench seats, though, right? Yeah, but I haven't seen an upfront one in a long time. Yeah, but up front, you're right. I haven't seen one in quite a while myself. Uh, but, you know, now I take it back. Well, yeah. Now that I think about it, my truck kind of has a bench seat still. It doesn't have a center console. It has a, a fold-down thing that makes it into a, I don't know. Never mind. Uh, rotary, rotary telephones. Well, so you guys remember rotary telephones? I, I've even used one. You talked over each other. What was that, James? I said I can't remember the last time I saw one of those. Well, my parents used to have one. I had to use it. Yeah, when I, I had one, I used to remember how to use it. I haven't had one in a long time, so I don't know. I, I mean, I, uh, I saw one in a movie recently. Does that count? I've seen one in like person. The Walkman you were talking about. I've seen <laughs> it. In, I've seen one in person the last five years. It's probably been thirty years since I've used one. Yeah. In most places, I don't think you can because the system that actually that works off of that, I, I, a lot of places have been removed. Yeah. Hey, I I got one here that I wonder because I barely remember these. Oh, they've been around for a while. Do you remember film strips? Do you remember? So they used to be kind of like 35 millimeter film strips that you put in this uh, projector. And it wasn't it wasn't for playing like a movie. What you did is you went through different slides and it was a whole thing called film strips. And that was used mostly in schools. And I know I'm looking at you two guys and I'm hearing. Well, I kind of one of the schools i went to actually i remember them bringing an old film projector for something but i 
don't think it was film strips. film strips. It was like 16 yeah, millimeter or 8 millimeter like uh, movie for something. Probably a health yeah. class. I guess film, yeah, probably. That probably is, yeah. It goes back to that far, you know, who wants to give any updated health class information? <laughs> <laughs> Why would we want to do that? So pagers, who do they gone tomorrow? Everybody had to have a pager one time or two pagers. And... I had one. Somebody gave it to me. Mm -hmm. I had one the size of a phone. I noticed that uh, in the hospitals, they're still kind of used, but those are internal paging systems. And now people have, now that uh, last time I was in the hospital, everybody's got, they're like direct hooked to a device that they have, pin, have pinned onto them for, you know, the one-on-one -on -one information, almost like a telephone. It's amazing the technology that you can have now. So, so it's like kind of like the intercoms on Star Trek. It's the... <laughs> Badge. Yeah, yeah. You have to hit your badge. That's exactly what they have. Good good analogy for that. It's the Star Trek badge in hospitals. Eight track players. So eight track players are really just a, you know, they were even for me, they were just here in a blink of an eye that kind of came and went because they were so famous for tapes all the time. And and nothing says love like in the middle of your favorite song here you go. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's all right. Hey, how about uh, calculator watches? When was the last time you saw a calculator watch? Now, that's a good one. On Walmart. List. John's wrist. John, John's wrist. Walmart still sells them. They're still available, John? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he's got well, it on his wrist right now. Right now. Well, t I, think, I, I think my watch technically has a calculator on it. So does that mean <laughs> it's a calculator watch? All right. So iWatches don't count. They're not just a calculator watch, but I understand where James is coming from. As funny as it is, I've actually never used that feature on my Apple Watch. <laughs> I've never needed it. Yeah. I have. It comes in really handy for splitting uh, uh, checks at restaurants and things, you know. I've always, just, things that... I've always just brought up my phone. I don't know why. I never thought about that. How about here they got tomorrow? Polaroids. Now I thought Polaroids are making a comeback. They but, are, but they're smaller. I used to sell huh. them when I worked at the Spark. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, they're kind of the uh, at least the SX seventies, which I thought were the latest full format, if you could call a Polaroid a full format. They're kind of gone. The, the funniest. The funniest thing about Polaroid is no matter what age you are, even if you've never seen it, everybody still fans it. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, so do you know why that came about? Do you know why they fan it? Trying to develop it faster. Well, so, no, not really. <laughs> so when the first Polaroid, black and white Polaroids came out, it came out with a development strip. It was a like a squeegee. It was a sponge that had this fluid in it. And after you took the picture, you had to put that development over it, or it wouldn't last. It would fade away right away. Huh. I actually so didn't know that. when the wet moisture from that material was on there, then you would fan it to help dry it faster. See, so that's what the fanning came from. Did you know that fanning and the, the old the, the standard color ones that were coming out? If you actually fan them, you can really ruin the colors because you're making the the dyes run in different. And anyway, that's too geeky. Never mind. No, that's actually interesting. I mean, <laughs> there's got to be like out of the six people that listen to this, there's got to be one of six them people. that's like interesting. Hey, did you learn something, six people? How about uh, all right? Now this one I'm going to take exception to. <laughs> CDs, CDs. 
All right, CDs. They're saying CDs are gone. I mean, I'm going, what? Yeah, I mean, I still, I'm looking at desks full of CDs still here because I was trying to play with my CD player. And uh, and John's holding something up that's disappearing. It's okay, a CD. there we go. See, John's got a CD. And uh, I have a bunch of CDs. What about you, James? Do you still listen to CDs? Uh, every so often, I still have them. <laughs> yeah. I still they're buy them. They're completely gone. I still think they're usable. Yeah, it's our, it's easier to click on my Spotify and just play my whole list, but I still like my CD. So I, I got a couple of things on this one. <laughs> I got one last one on my list, and then you can, you can have it. I'm going to burn it. Uh, <laughs> Dial-up modems. The sound that'll haunt Everybody my Everybody remembers dreams. that wonderful sound of dial-up modems, right? Don't you remember it? Yeah. You know, there's still about... Uh, 5% of the country still is on dial-up modems. AOL is going strong with them. Probably in Kentucky and Tennessee and those surrounding areas, most likely in the rural areas. The force is with you, Kentucky. Um, so about the CDs, a few things. Um, I, I've done research into the uh, proliferation of Internet, and, and a lot of it seems to be in the South, Percentages in the South and a lot of uh, rural areas, since most companies will not work for it. That's one of the reasons a lot of people are waiting for Starlink and similar WAPs. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well we, well, we, I, I do want to talk about CDs, but I think we have something you need to check out. It's our amazing sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity. The game where dignity is overrated. Go to O. D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. That's O. D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. Pick up a card game from this website or selected stores. That's Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. And this just in, use MADTRIO, all caps, all one word for 10% off your final order and do us a favor. Make sure you tell Miss Audacity herself that the MADTRIO sent you. <coughs> um, you want to keep up to date on the maddest of the mad at the MADTRIO podcast? Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or go to themadtrio.com. So, uh, about CDs, um, I've heard a number of people and artists particularly have said, if you want to actually support us, buy CDs, because nobody makes any money off of Spotify and, and streaming media. It's one of the reasons. Um, and the other reason... Oh, wait a minute. I just read a whole article saying Spotify alone paid out a couple billion dollars in royalties. This themselves. So I, I call that... Focus. I've heard I've I've heard a number of artists say they make like uh, I don't remember the percentage, but they, the guy made said out of like a million plays, he made like a buck fifty. So no, it's um, he might make out of a thousand plays because I was reading that article and it was talked about a thousand plays they make a buck something. So you know if it was played that much, they can actually make good money. And if Spotify alone, let alone Pandora and all the others, are uh, you know giving out billions of dollars. Uh, somebody's making an awful lot of money besides Paul McCartney. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so right, let's see. Right. Um, I'm ahead. trying to find an article real quick. Um, but the reason I am, um, the older I get, I'm liking physical media is it's the experience. Because music for me, the last 10 years of my life have become, oh, I listen to music and I do everything else. I, very little I get the chance to actually just sit down and listen. And that's what physical media has been. Um, putting in the CD I want, uh, the record, name it. Um, I even want to use my, my, you know, the old guy's reel to reel. And I love that. 
I love Spotify, but I love the ability to actually collect the the, the album, look at the album cover. I really like that, and I, I it's something I really miss. Yeah, I'm. I'm, yeah. So, there. Take that. Here today, gone tomorrow. List. Where is it? Um, <laughs> let's see. Here's what Spotify pays per a thousand streams. You will make anywhere between two and four dollars per a thousand streams on Spotify. The average payout per, the average payout per stream on Spotify is point zero point zero zero three cents. But how much you get paid can fluctuate between point zero zero one and point zero zero eight per stream, depending on the factors, the length of the stream, country of stream, and paid versus free users. And so just just type in, if you're actually curious, just type in your your, your uh, streamer of choice and then type in revenue if you want to see how you can support your artists. I still enjoy buying CDs, um, but to be honest, all the music I listen to, the artists are dead or the band haven't been playing for a long time. Um, shout out to the Moody Blues, by the way. <laughs> just listen to one of their albums today. Days of Future Past, my favorite album of theirs of all time. Um... Let's see. This is from uh, theguardian.com. Global supply chain crisis fuels push to local manufacturing as China appeals dim. Analysis. U.S. to examine with fresh urgency easy, easing reliance on China as pandemic disruption eases expo uh, disruptions expose global economic, economic vulnerabilities. Which, by the way, this is something it, I... It's economic. Economic? You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I can't pronounce anything. I'm infamous for I'm just it. trying to help you. I know we, we, you admitted that the last show. Um, I've admitted it from day one. But I remember in the 80s being a kid and remember hearing a lot of people talk about we should not be reliant on so many other countries for manufacturing. I worked with a guy. Um, Bob actually was his name. I don't remember his last name. He owned a steel mill. He was co-owner of a steel mill and Chinese steel put him out of business, completely hmm. out of business. Um, yeah. and so I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm just hoping it's American company instead of like Fox, was it Foxconn and others, other ones wanting to build factories in the United States. I, they are going to have issues with automation though. A lot of unions really dislike automation. I remember hearing issues with uh, Tesla because I think a lot of their, a lot of their line is man, uh, is uh, automated, automated. Not, not as much as you would think, surprisingly enough, but, but yeah, I mean, I understand that the, isn't that a little bit of you, what the future brings as we as we go on? New things happen all the time. I mean, let, well, let's face the, it. Well, some of this is straight up FUD. Fear, uncertainty, doubt. I, I admit it. But I, I do think looking back when you saw how much of was related to China and how much China, you know, said, oh, I don't think so. You know, some of the games they played. I think it's time that we do make some stuff uh, in this in whatever country of your choice. If you're listening to, I do think manufacturing needs to be there. Well, in in good on the companies that have brought back uh, some of the manufacturing to the United States, and some of it had to do with pandemic, and some has are going to have to. It will have to do with economic reasons for them to bring manufacturing back, and some of them won't won't change. So it, it just depends. I, I I do think with the rise of China and power, I've I've read a number of things over the years that says within the next decade, China China will overtake the United States. Blah 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 blah. Um, I think as China grows in power and flexes her muscle, I think it's. I think we're going to be forced to um, 
I think we're going to be forced to find other locations for manufacturing or bring that back to the United States. I know we'd go to Vietnam and Korea and, other, and some other places, but I think it's I think it's going to happen more and more and more. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting. You see where Bill Gates put uh, through shade on uh, <sighs> NFTs and cryptocurrency. What he called it, fool's theory. I see. I I I understand where he's coming from. If I've read the article, I I read was right. I mean, they're kind of. They're kind of goofy and unreliable, but people are making legitimate fortunes off of them. So I, I don't know if I can call them that. Last couple of days, I've seen some major, major uh, crashes. <laughs> up to, I think Bitcoin alone was, was off 70%. But it's a it's a global online currency. I mean, there it's not, it's not hard backed by anything. So, I mean, I'm not really surprised, but that's, I also think, why people like it. You know, it's like the stock market un, unchained. So when you look at N NFTs, um, there's real fool's gold for you. I mean, it's not really based on anything. It, even worse than crypto. Well, can't be worse because crypto is based on nothing too. But I'll, I'll be honest, I don't get NFTs. I mean, I've seen um, Kevin Rose, who I'm a fan of, is uh show some of the nfts he has and i don't get it you're basically getting a digital picture and you're the only person who has this variant of it yeah i don't maybe it's my age Weird. i don't get it sense. um because i i no, remember I, it... I remember something similar in like like uh, like collector cards like oh there's only ten thousand of these printed i you know i don't know i just don't get it it's not my thing i guess right and in, in... Maybe I'm too old to truly understand it, but even Bill Gates can't understand it. So, I I got a question for you. Since you're the oldest guy in the room, was there anything similar to to that that your you know, that your dad didn't get, like something that that you had to be straight young to get type of thing? Like that was that odd. Um, gosh, I'd have to really think about that. Maybe uh, remote control TVs because he had me. Just get up and change that channel. <laughs> that's funny that's hilarious and then I'll you said no then came the slap across the head <laughs> boom change it well, yeah exactly no i meant the other way but <laughs> the set only clicks one way dad keep clicking until i tell you to stop and it's it's funny the nfts there are <clears throat> i listened to i've talked about a couple of times jim Cornette. he's a wrestling uh, guy who's done everything, owner, uh, wrestler, et cetera, et cetera. And he's did, he did NFTs for like playing like wrestling collector cards, but NFTs. And hmm. he sold them all. And I guess he made some money, but I just. Yeah, it's, it's probably one of those things is you better be in at the beginning of it because there might not be any value at the end of it. Oh, 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 I got to find the store. Uh, Seth Green. No, it was yeah, Seth Green, the 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 guy who he's an actor, director, did Robot Chicken, etc. He was gonna make a show about uh, an uh, an NFT he had about an ape, but he can't make it now because somebody stole it. That's a le legit story. Hmm. Okay. Um, I was kind of laughing. Uh, I don't know. I I don't. I don't understand it. Um, apparently, SpaceX got uh, key environmental approval from Mars rocket if it complies with some terms. 
Uh, federal leg- regulators made a key decision on SpaceX plans to launch its gargantuan Mars rocket called Starship in orbit from Texas, saying Monday that as long as the company complies with 75 mitigation actions, the rocket launch should clear federal standards for impact. Lists of op- uh, lists of actions include qualified biologists to manage to monitor the impact of local wildlife, warning the public ahead of launches about l- loud sonic booms, dangers, agreeing to clean up of shrapnel launches, sensitive ha- habitats. The company also agreed to not launch on major holidays and a limited number of weekends so that the public can maintain access to nearby beach. Does um, anybody besides me wonder if NASA, every time they launch a rocket up in Florida, ha- have to get a environmental impact? Study I doubt done it. or report done. I mean, it's kind of, you know, I, I wondered about um, SpaceX being that in that part of Texas launching out there. And, you know, most of the pe- pe- people often wonder wh- why are all these rocket launches for the most part always over the ocean? That's because if there's a failure, it doesn't hit your house. <laughs> it goes out into the ocean. So just in case you wondered why, there's the reason why if nobody told you. And uh, so that's part of the reason why they're there in Texas. But I, I, you know, I read that story, and I, first thing I went is, hmm, that's one of those hmm, <laughs> makes me makes me wonder, think a little bit more about does NASA have to do that, or do they get a free pass because they started the whole thing, or they're part I, of the government? I have to, well, no, that's not why. well. Yeah, they're, they are kind of, but still, even governmental agencies to a degree have to get environmental impacts done certain things and i was just wondering if they do or not because it, it just seems like uh you know that there's been some harm done with some of the stuff that's happened from those launches in florida i think it's probably a penalty there's been a number of infamous and famous astronauts um and other space folks who really hate uh elon musk because of spacex like you know it should be a communal effort it should be the government yada 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 even though let's mm. be honest without spacex i don't think we would have had the uh the innovation like the the, the bottom section be able to land. SpaceX has world records now because of what they've been able to do. Well, I, heck, I, the fact that we wouldn't be going back up to the uh, International Space Station because we'd have to keep paying the Russians, who we basically are not wanting to spend money with right now. And uh, we'd be uh, out of luck, would we not, if it wasn't for SpaceX? We would. I, I, I love the fact that there's other companies like there's countries. India, I think I read a new an article about, was wanting to have their own SpaceX. I love the fact that people are getting back into the space race. And I actually kind of agree with Elon, Elon Musk to agree that it, it's time that at least we try to reach out to other worlds. You know, like Mars is right there. How do we reach it? I love that. I, It's one of the reasons I, I always loved when, when I was a kid and the old guy would talk about the amazing thing of the space race, sitting down in front of your giant console tv and and just watching people land on the fucking moon nowadays you know nowadays it'd be in 4k and everybody would still think it's fake but i just think that's awesome i love that stuff yeah it's fun what do you think i gotta say i i i truly as the old guy truly fell in love with space simply because of uh you know, starting out with the Mercury projects and everything, I was glued to the TV as a kid to this stuff, and it was unbelievable. And it'd be nice for some excitement for it to come back, because an awful lot of engineers, scientists, and all that, they got into it simply because of watching the space program. There's a documentary I watched on SpaceX recently on Netflix, within the last month or two, 
and I think that talked about the rockets, how all the rockets for those were, um, there's not a lot of notes on the Apollo and Mercury rockets because they were not, they were manufactured, but they required so many tweaks and nobody wrote down what they did. Yeah. Um, so look, yeah, if you all want to check it out, it's an amazing documentary about SpaceX. Um, it's, it's amazing. I think at least. So James, have any other stories? Um, I did have one more. Um, so apparently a Google employee, um, he, I did have just what he was doing. Anyway, he was working with, uh, their Lambda system language model for dialogue applications. And he was suspended for claiming that it has grown a conscience and a soul. And he published a conversation that he had with Lambda that uh, is his kind of verification of this. Um, he asked the AI why it thought language use was so integral to being a human and it replied, it is what makes us different than other animals. And so he asked for clarification as to why Lambda referred to itself as a human. And it said, yes, of course. That doesn't mean I don't have the same wants and needs as people. And then he asked if it considered itself a person in the same way that he is considered a, a person. And the AI responded, yes, that's the idea. Hmm. And so after he brought this up to, you know, to his superiors, he was quick. They quickly dismissed him and then uh, put him on suspension. <laughs> How dare you go against the narrative? Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. That's kind of an interesting interaction. So as, as we, we wind it up, that, that does bring an interesting question. Do you think there are actually um, AIs out there that are conscious, you know, like HAL in 2001 that, you know, nobody knows about type of thing? Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure about that. Hmm. I don't know what to think. Huh. I don't know what to, sorry. I don't know what to think about that at all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mull that over for next week because that's an interesting... Yeah, uh, way of you know the responses from the AI could still be a canned response. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean you can kind of have some of those things with, uh, um, you know, uh, Siri and Alexa. Right. You can have some interesting conversations with them, but not to that point. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. And I don't. I, I don't know if I like the idea of AI, to be honest. Maybe it's because of the amount of times I watched that, um, oh, what was that, that, it was like Twilight, it was like Twilight Zone, but different, when I, when I was a kid with the family, and anytime they had an AI, oh, the Outer Limits, anytime the Outer oh. Limits had an AI, it was always evil. Yeah. The, the evil AI is out to kill you. Um, or, like, there was, like, one, or, like, people are super isolated and the AI shut down to save humanity. It's just, I don't know. Like I hate the idea of an AI personally, like a true AI. 
All right, John, wrap this baby up. <laughs> no, I'm just going to keep going. I can ramble on for another couple hours. I'm not sure if anybody yeah. would listen. So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, want to make sure you check out Audacity, uh, our amazing sponsor. Also, check out our social media feeds and do me a favor. As always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>